Welcome. I'm Warren Odess Gillette, and this is A Baha'i Perspective. Welcome to A Baha'i Perspective. I recorded an interview with Eric Harper on May 10, 2021. When Eric was seven years old, he was in the kitchen doing the dishes when a song came on the radio. He doesn't remember which song it was, but he does remember the feeling that the song gave him. He immediately stopped doing the dishes, quickly ran into the living room, and stared at the stereo system. His sister called him back to finish the dishes, but he couldn't move. He was transfixed, mesmerized. He literally couldn't take his eyes off the stereo. He was so moved by emotion that all he remembered thinking was, I want to make people feel like that. Since then, Eric has studied classical guitar in Portugal, was in a band in L.A. with his brother playing fusion rock with flamenco, and scored the music for the movie Walking Alone. He's produced four solo albums and a number of current released singles. We feature his music in the interview. I started the interview by asking Eric where he grew up and what was religious life like growing up. I was born in a small town called Louisville in Arkansas. The population is about a thousand people. We only stayed there for actually about a year before moving to Denton, Texas. And the interesting part about that beginning is that my parents were pioneers for the Baha'i faith living in Argentina when mom was pregnant with me. So I guess you can sort of equate a pioneer to sort of like a missionary for the Christian faith. We would call it a pioneer in the Baha'i faith. And they were there with my uh, older brother and sister living in Argentina, I think close to Buenos Aires. She was pregnant with me. They were planning on staying there for some time, but she was having complications with the pregnancy. And she called her dad, my grandfather, who was the local medic there in Louisville, Arkansas, and explained to him her symptoms. He said, well, you better get back to the States or that baby's not going to be born. And so they sold everything, packed their bags and came back to the States. My grandfather was actually the one who delivered me via emergency cesarean. And sure enough, I was choking on my umbilical cord. So what started out as, I guess, uh, exotic beginnings turned out uh, that I was born a redneck, <laughs> as I like to go. <laughs> so it started there in uh, Louisville and then moved to Denton about a year later I was about seven or eight years old and then moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico until I was about 15 and we hopped around a lot. Portugal when I was 15 till 20 and then Boston, college, LA for about eight years and then Canada. I've been here for about, oh gosh, since 2009. Yeah. So you moved to Canada after you had left your parents? Yeah. Finally left my parents in Portugal for college when I went to Boston. They ended up staying in Portugal for about 21 years. I was only there for five. So all of those places that your parents went to, Santa Fe, uh, Portugal, etc., was it all for the same reason to help the Baha'i faith in that particular area? I think it's sort of a mixed bag because my mother's a concert pianist. She went to Santa Fe because there's a really rich classical community there. She wanted to be more centered around classical music and the community there and got a job. But what seemed like a good idea at the time ended up turning into her having six jobs and no real consistency. 
So at one point, they were looking for something else for work for her because she wanted a pension and wanted more consistency. And they also wanted to support the Baha'i faith. So they contacted the Baha'i World Center in Israel and asked where they could be of service. And they said, basically, well, you know, we need some pioneers in these two different countries. Why don't you go on vacation and see if you like any of them? So they went on vacation to Portugal, I think, in 1991, maybe 1992 or something, and fell in love. And the rest is history. So one of the tenets of the Baha'i faith is the independent investigation of truth. Another principle of the Baha'i faith is the age of 15 is considered the age of maturity in which a young adult is at the age where they can determine for themselves what direction they want to go through in life. And I'm wondering if there was a time in your growing up or even as a young adult when you transitioned from being a part of your faith that you grew up in your family to actually owning the Baha'i faith as your faith that you are committed to individually, if you know what I mean. Yeah, really, that's really well worded. Yeah, thanks for that question. Because you're right, at age 15, we can decide what faith we want to follow. And, and definitely at age 15, I signed my Baha'i Declaration card. But I think it was more of a reaction than actually understanding what I was getting myself into. I don't think I really fully embraced the faith for myself until I was about 18 years old. And so it would be another three years before I'd really come to grips with the decision I had made and if I wanted to keep that decision or if I wanted to abandon that decision. And by age 18, I decided I wanted to keep that decision. And interestingly enough, you're right, even though I'm technically third generation Baha'i, we do have that independent investigation of truth built into our principles where we don't have the tradition of passing the faith down from family member to family member because each person has the right to choose what they want, which I think is really novel for a religion. I was reading your bio, and you relate a very interesting story about you doing the dishes at seven years old and a song coming on the radio. I wanted you to share that story with our listeners because it seems like it was a fundamental shift for you in the direction of your life, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was one of those defining moments in my life where, as you mentioned, I was in the kitchen and was doing the dishes with my sister. Seven or eight years old, some song came on the radio, and I immediately stopped what I was doing, and I wandered over to the living room where the stereo system was, and I just stared at the stereo system. And I was just completely transfixed. And I remember thinking... I want to make people feel like that. You know, I don't remember the song, but I remember feeling this amazing sense of awe and joy and exuberance, this closeness to something spiritual and magnificent all at the same time. It would begin there, my journey in music, a blessing and a curse, I have to say, of trying to figure out how to get people to feel like that through these vibrational notes, right? I say blessing and curse because on the one hand, I've known since that age what I want to do. On the other hand, it hasn't been the most lucrative job. It's definitely put me in positions of difficulty, financially speaking, in terms of providing for a family and not having that stability, because it is the arts, right? right? And figuring out how you're going to get your next paycheck or get that next gig is, oh, you're constantly on the hunt. 
all because you heard something on the radio when you were seven or eight years old. Well, maybe some of these pieces that we're going to play on the interview can convey this mission that you have for your music to really get people to feel what you felt when you listened to that song when you were seven or eight years old. Mm -hmm. And I asked you to pick some songs to feature. And the first song we're going to play, and you'll have to forgive me because my Portuguese isn't that good. <laughs> A Cigana. A Cigana. Ah, uh, uh, thank you. So I looked that up using Google Translator and it appears to be the gypsy. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay. So tell us about this song and what should we be listening for when we play it? You know, this is a, a kind of a show-off piece where I wanted to show my guitar chops. So it's very flashy and fast and lots of notes coming at you per second, so to speak. What it was is part of a compilation of songs on my album, Chibaita, which were, gosh, how many songs did I do? 14, maybe 15? It was a challenge. Could I write a song and mix it, master it, produce it in one day? Every song on that album has been composed, recorded, mixed, produced, and mastered all in one day. So that was one of them. And they originally had different titles until I discovered a working theme between each song that reminded me of Portugal and where I grew up. It was very common there in Portugal that you would see gypsies on the side of the road. You would see a young girl holding her baby boy in her arms with this very degraded look on her face, begging for money with her hand out. It was a very common thing to see. And then you would see some mothers and stuff wandering around either doing the same thing or in support of and it was sort of the side culture that was always there but it was almost unspoken whereas if you went to spain you saw the gypsy population was a lot more integrated into society than it was in portugal where it was a very fringe thing in portugal nobody really talked about them i didn't know what was going on it was very strange for me as this american boy like who are these people what's their story what's their background and i never really got much information so the song of this person who's wandering through the alleyways in Porto, where you know I went to school, this free spirit that's, that's observing all these other people that they're not part of that culture. And because they're not, they don't have to put up with traditions and the pressures of that culture and they're free. And then they're just wandering through the neighborhood and the alleys, like I said before, uh, observing everybody. So that's what Asigana is about.
listening to the music of Eric Harper, a professional singer-songwriter who's produced four solo albums and a number of current released singles, and we had just listened to Asigana. Maybe you could pronounce it, Eric, better than I, please. Asigana. Thank you, which means the gypsy in English. And the next song we're going to feature is Autumn Leaves. And at first I thought this was going to be a cover of the uh, old standard Autumn Leaves. But when I listened to it, I said, oh, no, I don't think so. (laughs) It's an original composition. So tell us about this one. Exactly having to do with what happens to a family when they give vent to gossip and backbiting. This is not autobiographical, but it's certainly looking at the pains of when one person, it starts off, I heard father say to mother. And so the dad says to the mother some rumor without investigating if it's actually true. And these are the pitfalls and the dangers that we can suffer from if we don't investigate the truth with our own eyes. And eventually it becomes so eroding in the family that the youngest who's down the line of the gossip eventually starts feeling like he's fading away because the gossip has gotten so bad and it turns to backbiting. He repeats himself, please don't let me fade away because then the family's gossiping about him and they're not really actually seeing him for him. And they're sharing these stories with outsiders and so forth and it's making matters worse without ever even just asking the person who's involved what happened. There's this wonderful line I sing in the bridge, which is in Portuguese, which is a quote from Abdu'l-Bahá when he was talking to an individual. Maybe you can read that because I can't find it. Okay, here's the quote. So he's talking about different principles. And he says, the first is the independent investigation of truth. For blind imitation of the past will stunt the mind. But once every soul inquireth into truth, society will be freed from the darkness of continually repeating the past. That's not the exact quote. That's the gist. You'll hear in the bridge, I switched the Portuguese, and underneath I doubled my voice about seven or eight times, singing a quote by Abdu'l-Bahá in Portuguese, having to do with a blind imitation of the past and how it does stunt the mind and it retards the soul. So Abdu'l-Bahá is the son of the prophet founder, Baha'u'llah of the Baha'i faith. For Baha'is, he's considered the perfect exemplar or the the person that we can all look to in terms of just how to be, who to be, and how to lead our lives spiritually. There's many quotes by Abdu'l-Bahá, and I chose one of those for the bridge section of Autumn Leaves.
brother said to sister now my sister do what he say how can I live my own life when my family do what they say it's like those autumn leaves that dry in the sun they're changing the color then they fade away it's like that summer breeze that smashes your face it conjures a memory once faded away once faded away once faded Like those autumn leaves that dry in the sun, they're changing their color, then they fade away. It's like that summer breeze that smashes your face, it conjures a the music of Eric Harper, a professional singer-songwriter who's produced four solo albums and a number of current release singles, and we just listened to his piece called Autumn Leaves. Eric, the next piece we're going to feature is Cream and Sugar. Mm-hmm. So what should we listen for when we play this song? Oh, this was a fun song that was written in the moment. I was hired by this cafe in L.A. when I was living there at the time to perform for three hours. And it was me and my buddy, Miles. So Miles is this percussionist friend of mine, and I was really looking forward to playing with him because he's one of those guys that I had to really struggle to keep up with because he was such a good player. 
But the problem was that we only actually knew 20 minutes of repertoire between ourselves. <laughs> I can be really bad about everything before the show and everything after the show in terms of practice and rehearsal and all those things. I didn't get together and practice with him any repertoire. What ended up happening was we performed our set three times and we still had two hours to go. People were standing around with their mochas and their lattes, cappuccinos, whatnot, waiting for the next song. And he's kind of looking at me like, what are we going to do? It suddenly dawned on me, this little flamenco rumba, sort of in the style of the Gypsy Kings, just came my way. And I started playing and he jumped right in and knew exactly the rhythm format. And I started singing, do you like yours with cream and sugar? And I said that a few times, and then all of a sudden I changed to the chorus, and it just hit me, and I said, because I could be your cream and sugar. And it was just a silly song that sort of happened on the spot, and Miles was laughing, and people were laughing. And I always vowed that I would come up with a second verse, because I found the song to be really repetitive. But I could never come up with anything better than that, so it just sort of <laughs> stayed. All right, so this is Cream and Sugar. like yours with cream and sugar Do you like yours with cream and sugar Do you like yours with cream and sugar Do you like yours with cream and sugar Cause I could be I could be Your cream and sugar Cause I could be in your life Do you like yours with cream and sugar? 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 Cause I could be I could be Your cream and sugar I could be, oh, I could be the sweetness in your life. Cause I could be, I could be your cream and sugar. I could be, oh, I could be the sweetness in your life. Cause I could be, I could be your cream and sugar. Cause I could be, oh, I could be the sweetness in your life. The sweetness in your Sweetness in your life. Oh. 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 
So we're listening to the music of Eric Harper, a professional singer-songwriter who's produced four solo albums and a number of current release singles. And we just listened to his piece called Cream and Sugar. Eric, the next song, and again, you'll have to excuse my uh, pronunciation, but Kura. Kura. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about this song and what we should be listening for when we play it. Yeah, this is a Baha'i healing prayer in Portuguese. What happened was I was living in Portugal and I was studying at the Conservatory of Music, studying classical music. And I was starting to write my own songs and come up with my own ideas. The Baha'is of Portugal were really hungry for new material and they wanted me to write some songs for them. And I was so hesitant, Oren. I was so hesitant because I had this prejudice against religious music. And I used to think religious music was so cheesy and I wanted nothing to do with it. One day, it was actually my ex-wife, bless her soul, she said the most wise thing to me. She said, well, if you think that religious music is so cheesy, why don't you write something that's not cheesy? <laughs> Makes sense. And it was the simplest thing that was just lying there in front of me. And I thought, oh, yeah, well, well that makes sense. So. I stopped trying to write what I thought people wanted to hear because I find a lot of religious music these days. It just falls within a taste that I don't have a flavor for, if you will. Mm. So I just started writing things I would want to listen to. And Kuda was one of the first of many songs that I would write for the Portuguese Baha'i community. And eventually we recorded it and we brought on my friend Farzad Hossein, who played violin on it. So you'll hear his violin on, this, on there as well. Would you like to recite the prayer in English? Yeah, so the prayer in English, sorry, in English, the prayer (laughs) in English, excuse my English, is thy name is my healing, O my God, and remembrance of thee is my remedy. Nearness to thee is my hope and love for thee is my companion. Thy mercy to me is my healing and my succor in both this world and the world to come. Thou verily art the all-bountiful, the all-knowing, the all-wise. That's a prayer written by Baha'u'llah, the prophet founder of the Baha'i faith. And in Portuguese, I don't sing the whole prayer. I just go right up to the word companion. So this is Kura.
We are listening to the music of Eric Harper, a professional singer-songwriter who's produced four solo albums and a number of current released singles. And we just listened to his piece, Kura, which is a healing prayer by Baha'u'llah, prophet founder of the Baha'i Faith. Now, the next piece we're going to play is, again, I'm going to butcher it, but uh, here it goes. Do sao do na terra? Yeah, this is tricky. So it'd be nush seuzi na terra. So it appears that this means in heaven and on earth. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So this is a prayer from the Bab, who's the predecessor of Baha'u'llah. Much in like we understand that when Jesus came, then John the Baptist, his role was to prepare the hearts and the minds of people for the coming of Christ. Likewise, with Baha'u'llah, the Bab, who was actually himself a prophet, his whole role was to also prepare the minds and the hearts for the people when he came. And he also not only uh, revealed prayers, but he also revealed writings. Uh, I think about five million words of writings. So this is based on one of his prayers, which I used to say a lot as a child, which is, Say, God sufficeth all things above all things, and nothing in the heavens or in the earth but God sufficeth. Verily he is in himself the knower, the sustainer, the omnipotent. And later you'll actually hear my English version of, of this prayer. But right now the Portuguese version is quite different. This was part of that collection of Baha'i prayers that I composed for the Portuguese Baha'i community with that whole notion that I, I had a disdain for religious music, if you will. And I think this was a process of healing my prejudice towards religious music, if you will. For the benefit of our listeners, the English translation of the title of the piece is in heaven and on earth. And Eric, if you could state the Portuguese title. Yeah, so the Portuguese title is Nos Seus e na Terra. These. Say 
We're listening to the music of Eric Harper, a professional singer-songwriter who's produced four solo albums and a number of current released singles. And we just listened to a song, it's a prayer by the Bob, that starts out with, say, God sufficeth all things above all things. And Eric puts the Portuguese translation of that prayer into song. The next song, Eric, we're going to play is called Rain. Tell us about this one. This is a very dear song to me. I was living in L.A. at the time, and my brother was living up in Victoria, B.C. I would come up about once a month to visit him because I loved it up there, or up here now, because that's where I live now. I would just wanted to come and get away and be on vacation, and I had such a wonderful time. And I brought my guitar, and I was sitting in one of the cafes here called the Mocha House, which still exists. I was just noodling on the guitar and came up with this little pattern. All of a sudden, the song was born with the melody and the chorus. Later, I would write the bridge, and my brother and I would get together and write the words for the song. So Rain is sort of that, I would say, musical hug for when you've had just a hard day. You know, you turn to that family member or that friend for support, but they're not available. Rain is sort of that substitute, if you will. So this is Rain. storm around me The howling of the wind screams in my ears The flood of bitter reasons It's not enough to bring back my family And it all rains down on me Like a million tears from the sea I don't know where I was on that day Cause it was raining down on me Cause it was raining down on me I see my own family Six billion maybe more drowning in the sea all the dreams float past me Like the words of love that all went unsaid And it all rains down on me As the ocean empties the sea I don't know where you were on that day I just recall you told me one thing
I don't know where you were on that day. I just recall you told me one thing. You wanna cry. You wanna scream. Baby, that's alright with me. You wanna cry. You wanna scream. Baby, that's alright with me. Cause you are the hope that's raining on me. Baby, that's alright by me. Yes, you are the hope that's raining on me. And baby, that's all. So we're listening to the music of Eric Harper, a professional singer-songwriter who's produced four solo albums and a number of current release singles, and we had just listened to his piece called Rain. Eric, the last song we're going to play is called Say, and I recognize this is a prayer from the Bob. It's actually the same prayer that we heard earlier that you played in Portuguese. So tell us about this song and how you put the prayer to music this time around, or the same prayer? Yeah, this was a crazy situation. We had scheduled to go on pilgrimage, I think, in 2008. And the night before, or the day before, I was teaching a guitar lesson, and it was in one of the safer neighborhoods in LA. And I thought, oh, it should be fine if I leave my laptop in my back seat, because my windows are tented, and I'm in a very safe neighborhood. And the lesson was only 30 minutes long, and I came out, and my window was busted, and my laptop was gone. And so I was, of course, very upset. It was a laptop where I make my livelihood, so I really needed a laptop. It was the next day we were going to head out on pilgrimage. So I couldn't do anything about it, and I contacted the police, and they took a note, but there was really nothing they could do. So I had a no laptop and a busted window and had to park my car in the garage and then head out to Israel the next day. So the next day, we took a flight and headed to Haifa, Israel, which is the holy land for Baha'is around the world. When I was there, I was disheartened and upset about everything that had happened, and I didn't have any instruments. There's always sort of a musical thing going on in my head all the time. When I was there, I was uh, I remember I was just kind of walking along the streets with my family, and it was beautiful, and the temperature was really lovely there in Haifa. The lights at night, and you're on top of the mountain, you can overlook and see the ocean. It's just, it's gorgeous. And I remember hearing this melody that was just sort of taking that prayer, say God sufficeth, and it just sort of began almost like a play on the words. It was a very playful thing because it would begin, you know, say, God, God suffice, God suffice it. Typically, when I hear a lot of musicians roll out a song for a prayer, they'll just go through the whole prayer. But this is sort of a fun, playful, kind of a teasing of sorts where you're not quite rolling out the full phrase yet. You're just giving a little and then a little more and then a little more. And then I noticed the song was done. I had this 
full melody was there, and then I had the whole chorus was there, and I was very excited. No device to record it, so I just kept singing it over and over again. <laughs> and then when I finally got home, it was about 10 days later, I was able to pick up my guitar and add some chords to the melody line, and that's how it was written. So this is Say. Say, say, God, God suffice, God sufficeth. All things above, things above, above all things. Say, say, God, God suffice, God sufficeth. All things above, things above, above all things. Nothing in the heavens or in the earth but God suffices. Nothing in the heavens or in the earth but God suffices. Nothing in the heavens or in the earth but God suffices. Verily He is in Himself, in Himself. Verily He is in Himself, in Himself. Verily He is Say, say God, God suffice, God sufficeth All things above, things above, above all things Say, say God, God suffice, God sufficeth All things above, things above, above all things Nothing in the heavens or in the earth but God suffices. Nothing in the heavens or in the earth but God suffices. Nothing in the heavens or in the earth but God suffices. Verily He is in Himself, in Himself. Verily He is in Himself, in Himself.
We've been listening to the music of Eric Harper, a professional singer-songwriter who's produced four solo albums and a number of current released singles. And we just listened to his song, Say, which put the prayer from the Bob, and Eric had mentioned who the Bob was earlier, being the forerunner to Baha'u'llah, the prophet founder of the Baha'i Faith. And he took the prayer of the Bob and he put it to music. So Eric, where can people find your music? So they can find it on your typical streaming places, iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, or they can just go to my website, ericharpermusic.com. When they land on your page, what do they find? They'll first find just a picture of me playing guitar with some different tabs that they can click on for you know, like home, music, shows, etc. And if they scroll down, they'll see the video for Autumn Leaves which isn't really a video, it's just a picture of the song, and then you get to listen to the song there. Tell us about your project called The One Show. Yeah, this is super cool. So this is a project created by a Baha'i in Shanghai named Ali Rose, who's uh, a Texan, actually, but she's been living in Shanghai for about 27 years. She wanted to find a way to celebrate the oneness of humanity through dance. She's a wonderful soul. She's definitely a woman who is very Texan in the sense that, you know, either go big or go home. Because <laughs> what she's created is getting a hundred aerialists suspended in the air in a hundred foot hexagonal stage. And you can kind of imagine Cirque du Soleil, but on a whole other level, because they're going to be doing different forms and shapes, anything from creating a full bird flapping its wings, but each individual aerialist will have to time that perfectly to create that motion, to creating the Fibonacci sequence and all these other different forms and shapes. I'm composing all the music for the show. Is the show still in a work in progress? When would it be presented and where? The show is still a work in progress. We're still working on getting the funding. But everybody can go to theoneshow.com and they can see a little video with Ali being interviewed and talking about what it is and all the team players. Eric, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to share your music with us. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Eric Harper, a professional singer-songwriter who has produced four solo albums and a number of single releases. You can find his music at ericharpermusic.com. We'll play one more of Eric's songs after the end of this program. You can find this interview and other interviews on the website abahaiperspective.com and on the YouTube channel A Baha'i Perspective. You can also find the podcast on Spotify and iTunes. For information specifically on the Baha'i Faith, you can go to the website baha'i.org or you can call the number 1-800-22UNITE. I hope you join me next time on A Baha'i Perspective. drums of one sea and the fruits of one tree ye are the leaves of one branch 
Let us stand for unity. Our faith teaches love, teaches hope, teaches liberty, and we are in this together. Let us stand for unity. Let your love be a bond that will be between you and me. Don't let all all of these differences come between you and me. Ye are the drops of one sea and the fruits of one tree. Let us.